You know, we got to talk about Julian O'Quara and, of course, Jamison Williams. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, everybody. Matt Derry back with you. It's Locked On Lions for a Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Monday, August 14th, and a Tuesday, August 15th. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for being an everydayer. Those of you that check us out each and every day, whether it's on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel, which, what did I say? We're at like 6,800 subscribers. We're getting close to 7,000. We can uh, please check us out there and subscribe and watch for free. Find us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks at Lockdown Lions, or is it X now? I don't know, and I don't really care. I just call it Twitter. Uh, threads at the Real Matt Dairy and the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page as well. But uh, thanks for checking us out. Busy week here on Lockdown Lions. We'll give you six shows, including post game on Saturday, following the Lions and Jaguars preseason uh, classic at one o'clock Saturday afternoon. Uh, Lions, of course, uh, took on the Giants and beat them on Friday night. I have not talked to you since, so I got to talk about the Friday night game a little bit, a little hot and not from the weekend. Team was back at practice today. Get ready for Jacksonville and joint practices down at 222 on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, the team a little bit thin right now at running back. Team has an illness going through the locker room right now. Jamison Williams continues to be a hot button topic. We'll, we'll talk about that today. Um, I thought Julian O'Quara was tremendous Friday night. We'll get into that. And Teddy Bridgewater has arrived and practiced today. A busy Lockdown Lions for you right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you are new to the uh, podcast, welcome in. Thanks for uh, checking us out and uh, making us your first listen each and every day right here on Lockdown Lions. Um, Where do I start? I I know where many of you think I'm going to start. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to lead with Jamison Williams. I'm not going to tell you that Jamison Williams told the media today on a Monday, I was born for this. I'm a little J-mode out, but I have to talk about it because it, 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 it warrants a discussion. But where I want to start today is a couple of things that, that stood out to me in Friday night's 21-16 to preseason win over the Giants. And yes, I don't care that they won. Uh, The only people that care about preseason wins are evidently the Baltimore Ravens uh, who have won like 24 straight preseason games. It's bizarre to me. A couple of things that stood out to me. Number one, in reviewing the tape, and I know pro football focus just absolutely loved what Julian O'Quara brought to the table. Julian O'Quara, according to PFF, had a pass rush grade of 86.2 which is the highest of any edge rusher or pass rusher in week one of the preseason. Now, again, it's fake football. It's the exhibition season. Go back to like the 90s when Kez McCorvey was lighting it up or Miles Masick or Johnny Johnson. Remember Johnny Johnson, the quarterback from Illinois? Oh, my God, Johnny Johnson. These guys never played in an NFL game. But the preseason does bring out some some of the slappies that say, oh, Chase Coda, he's lighting it up. Come on. Come on. All right. But Julian O'Quara is an NFL player. And 
They put him in a spot on Friday where he was hand down in the dirt and running around the right tackle and the left tackle to the tune of three sacks. He even met at the quarterback with his brother Romeo on a couple of occasions. Did anybody else find it interesting that Romeo Quara was out there like with the fourth string? That was interesting to me. Now, again, maybe Romeo Quara won't play this week, but Charles Harris will play. But Romeo uh, Julian Oquara, who's fighting for a roster spot, made a statement on Friday. He played very well. He showed great speed getting around the edge. I know he was going up against third and fourth teamers. Didn't matter to me. You watched it, and you saw a guy with tremendous burst that was getting to the quarterback. And all of a sudden, the Detroit Lions, who for years couldn't get to the quarterback, all of a sudden now have major depth at that position. So I thought Julian O'Quara played well. Uh, PFF graded him out as the seventh highest graded player at 78.9. The highest rated Lions defensive player from the game was Jack Campbell at a 90.6. He was fun to watch too. I know uh, uh, Brian Baldinger and a few others on Twitter were you know, kind of pulling out the tape and, and showing you know, Jack Campbell and circling Jack. He looks like a ball player, and he was very good Friday. Levi Onzerike had a good game, 89.3 grade. John Kaminsky, the commish, 86.8. He set the edge on that pitch play uh, where Brian Branch came up and leveled uh, the running back, was or, or the, running, the receiver out of the backfield. It was a great play. Uh, Derek Barnes graded out well, 79.5. Uh, who did not grade out well defensively, Will Harris, 33.7, Chase Lucas, 37.5. I'm not going to do a whole top five, bottom five like we do during the regular season, but I wanted to point out some performances that I liked. Um, what I didn't like about preseason game number one was Nate Sudfeld. I mean, I know I'm not breaking any news to any of you here, but he was terrible. And he graded out decently from PFF. He also didn't get help from Jamison Williams on the drop pass. But the, the first interception to start the preseason where he's under pressure and just chucks it down the field was a bad throw. But the worst throw is when he had a, a, a bevy of time to throw and forced it into quadruple coverage to throw it behind Jamison Williams. Now we know why, all right? We know why Teddy Bridgewater is here. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the backup quarterback. The question now is, will Nate Sudfeld even make the team? Or will the Lions go out and pluck somebody off the waiver wire come late August from a team that maybe has three or four quarterbacks and has to get rid of one? Because Nate Sudfeld looked bad. Again, the throw on the two-point conversion to JMO dropped it right in there. The throw to Williams that he dropped right in there. But I saw a guy in Nate Sudfeld that does not look like a backup quarterback. And again, rules are different this year. You can carry three QBs. The third quarterback wouldn't count against your, your roster that day. And if the Lions are thinking about three quarterbacks, uh, that was not a performance, at least in week one of the preseason. There's two more games to go that gave you much confidence on Nate Sudfeld. The other thing that would that I didn't like and this wasn't Nate's fault, was the offensive line was bad. All right, The depth along the O-line is a concern. The Lions signed some dude from the XFL today because Ross Pierschbacher might be injured or is injured, the uh, center. 
So they're trying to add some depth. But the Lions, I think, and this is where the Julian O'Quara situation is interesting. Let's say the Lions keep Romeo, Charles Harris, James Houston, Aiden Hutchinson, Josh Pascal. Maybe let's say there's not room for Romeo O'Quara. I could see after preseason game three, a trade going down with maybe a team that has too many O-linemen sending an O-lineman here and the Lions shipping Julian O'Quara somewhere else to add some depth along the offensive line. Because I thought the O-line Friday night was not very good uh, at all. You look at the, um, the top graded players along the Lions uh, offense. Chase Coda, Adrian Martinez, Connor Galvin, the left tackle, Nate Sudfeld, James Mitchell. James Mitchell looked good, didn't he? Didn't James Mitchell look good, the tight end? Uh, Owosika's up there. Uh, Jermaine Ifedi, the right tackle, did not play well, uh, did not play badly, actually, and he was actually better than Matt Nelson. But the O-line has got to get better. The starters are going to be great, right? The six-man, Graham Glasgow, I have no issue with. But from a depth standpoint, if a Taylor Decker goes down, if a Sewell goes down, who are your backup tackles? You know, is Bobby Hart moving up? Is Ifedi moving up? Is Matt Nelson in some trouble? The O-line to me on Friday did not answer the bell. But your starters, I'm not concerned about. That is not something uh, I'm worried about at all. All right, I want to get into the JMO thing. Teddy Bridgewater spoke today and was awesome. Dan Campbell had an interesting comment about Jamison Williams that I want to get to. And uh, we will do all of that coming up next right here on Locked On Lions. We're going to tell you, though, about our friends at Underdog Fantasy. The best ball mania, baby, is back. August is here. You know what that means. It's the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup for you every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. It's the largest fantasy football contest of all time, and it's back and even bigger. $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. July. So don't wait around. Get going. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. That's underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Matt Derry back with you, Locked On Lions, Locked On Podcast Network. It is a Monday. We are uh, chasing down our buddy Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire. Going to try to get him on this week. Trevor Sikama from PFF, also likely this week as well. And again, we'll do uh, six shows. We'll come on uh, Saturday and uh, quickly react. A little post-game pod Saturday after the Lions take on the Jaguars. One o'clock, the start time uh, at Ford Field. Shout out to Jason Ross, who called the game on Fox 2, and we'll call the game this Saturday as well on a TV call. I thought he did a really good job. He's a young kid. He's never called an NFL game before in his life. He's got a great set of pipes. And I thought he did really well. And it's not easy when you're working with the cackling and laughing and screaming Devin Gardner. Um, but I thought uh, Jason Ross did a really good job on the TV side. And Danny Rogers down the sidelines always does a good job. The radio broadcast took a step back this week. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Um, 
that was to be expected. Um, as far as this Jamison Williams thing, all right, I know everybody's talking about it. This is the hot topic. It's it's not going to go away. But we said last week, and I read John Neo's column in the Detroit News. Yes, I read the Detroit News, uh, where he said, look, Jamison Williams, the preseason's big for him. He said it himself. Dan Campbell said it. Got to get him some touches. We got to get him some reps. You know, live bullets, all, all of, the, of the cliches. Jamison Williams the other night didn't play well. All right. He had targeted, he was targeted seven times. He caught two passes for like 18 yards. He had the one-handed catch with the two-point conversion, which was good. He had the drop pass on the sideline pass where he was headed, you know, kind of a post pattern, headed toward the sideline. Drop right in his hand. It's actually a good throw from Sudfeld. Got to catch that ball. And after the game, which I thought was interesting, Dan Campbell said, hey, you know, we're getting these reps. We're trying. He's going to be a special talent. And then he said the words square one. You know, really, he's starting from square one. Are we talking about like a fifth round pick that never played football before or a guy that was like a former lacrosse player like Tom Kennedy? Square one. What was last year then? You know, I hate to pick on him. I, I don't want to do this. But we all said, and the Lions have said, we need to see results in the preseason from our former first, first round pick. And now Dan Campbell said, it's kind of like he's starting from square one. Like, was this guy so awful last year and so bad technically and mechanically that they had to like smash him to pieces and build him back up? What's going on here? You know, today Teddy Bridgewater talked and he was great with the media today. Great. He said, I'm happy to be here. And this roster is why I'm here. And coaching staff's awesome. And Jamison Williams, I'm going to work with him because he's a special talent. He's going to be special in this league. But yet, every time we watch him in a game, there's nothing special about him. He had a great day last week in one of the practice sessions. And then the next day, he doesn't have a good day. Then in the game on Friday night, he drops a pass. Would have been a big play. So when the coach says square one, I just, I'm, I'm concerned. I don't know what that means. He played last year. It's not like he did not play at all. And yes, torn ACL, came back from it, had to rehab, all these things. Very mixed messages with this kid so far. So again, he's going to be playing Saturday afternoon against Jacksonville. He's going to be out there during the joint practices Wednesday and Thursday. Let's hope we see some things and some plays made so we can all shut up about it. But I don't blame fans for having concerns about JMO. Number nine, I don't. As far as Teddy Bridgewater being here, um, I, I love it even more after listening to him, to him talk today and just say, look, I, I'm here to help this team win. I've been around this coaching staff. This is a ready, earmarked, ready-to-win type team. I feel good physically. Um, and, and after watching Nate Sudfeld Friday night there, the lions are going for it by bringing in somebody like Teddy Bridgewater, knowing full well, one hit to Jared Goff and Teddy two gloves has to be in the game. 
So that made me feel good listening to him talk today. He's extremely sharp, smart guy that has been around, been on winning teams, and he's very familiar with his coaching staff. And uh, that I'm excited about. No question about it. Uh, All right, coming up next, big week ahead with the Jags in. We mentioned the Hots and Knots. Uh, Running backs, something to keep an eye on that I want to uh, talk about, and we will uh, do that coming up next. First, though, we got to talk about our friends at FanDuel. Preseason games are underway. That means you can wager on them. Hey, over-unders are there. Point spreads are there for preseason. No better place to get in on the action if you need to than at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. It's the best. It really is the best site. There's so many sites, but FanDuel is the best. It really is. FanDuel.com. They're going to give you $1,000 back in that no-sweat-first bet. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball and of the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, I've been telling you about Smarg's Sparkling Margaritas. Even last week in our little uh, crossover with our good buddy Patricia Trainer from Locked On Giants, I was telling her about Marg's Sparkling Margaritas. Look, you guys know I love a good drink especially after today, long day. I was on a little bit of a vacay at the end of last week. I got back to work today. I'm exhausted. I need that refreshing cocktail with dinner tonight. White Claw? Nope. High Noon? Eh, no. I stumbled upon Marg's, and I love them. The Sparkling Margaritas, five unique flavors, including my favorite, the Coconut Sparkling Margarita. Something for everybody to enjoy. Hot summer day. We're going to get uh, uh, some more heat here in the next month. Get that marg for the backyard barbecue, boat trips. And of course, if you're going to be tailgating on Saturday, find the margs near you at sipmargs, S-I-P-M-A-R-G-S dot com to find that retailer near you. Must be 21 and over to enjoy. Cheers and please drink responsibly. So the Lions got hit with some interesting news at the end of last week. Justin Jackson has retired. Yes, that's right. The Lions running back, the kick returner, has decided to call it quits and has retired. So with injuries right now with the running backs, Craig Reynolds has been hurt. Um, Mo Ibrahim got hurt the other day. Benny Snell was signed, the former Pittsburgh Steeler, and he got some carries the other day. But right now, all of a sudden, the running back room is not as deep as we thought it was going to be. Now, I still think Craig Reynolds is going to play a factor and he's still going to be that running back number three. Come on, Craig. So I think he'll, once he's healthy, uh, he'll get there. But there's a little bit of a battle now for running back three, running back four, et cetera. Um, So we'll have to see where this goes. Anybody thinking that the Lions were going to sign um, Ezekiel Elliott, that is now off the table. He's got his old number 15 back from college at Ohio State, and he is signing with the, the New England Patriots. That's right. Zeke Elliott is now a Patriot, but uh, I need to see more from the backs. Jameer Gibbs the other day, obviously started, caught a pass, uh, looked pretty good. The O-line was not great, so the run blocking uh, wasn't anything special, but uh, I will be interested in seeing if the Lions, 
going to say they're in the market for another running back. Like I said, they picked up Benny Snell. Um, uh, Ozigbo, Divine Ozigbo played a little bit. Um, the guy that ran the football the best was Maurice Alexander on that 95-yard punt return. But again, with Maurice Alexander, uh, if he's your return guy, what does that mean at the receiver position for a guy like Dylan Drummond? Maurice Alexander dropped the ball in the game on Friday night, and he really hasn't flashed as a receiver much. But the other day, he was absolutely awesome on that punt return. So a lot of things to still be ironed out, but I'm going to be very interested in watching if this team can run the football a little bit better uh, this week against the Jags and who steps up as far as some of the backup running backs. Mo Ibrahim, according to Dan Campbell, could be out a little bit. Uh, the news on Emmanuel Mosley, not great either. Campbell said it's still going to be a few weeks, and they're not sure if the uh, free agent signee at cornerback will be ready to start the season on the active roster. But a big week ahead, certainly with Jacksonville in. Campbell made it a point of saying today there's going to be more first stringers against first stringers, ones versus ones, both in the uh, joint practices and in the game on Saturday. So we're going to see a little bit more this week. This is almost like the dress rehearsal week for the Lions. Right, that'll do it for us for a Monday edition of Locked On Lions. Thanks for making us your first listen, checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back again tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions.